Hey everybody, my name is Denise. Welcome to another episode of Detox Podcast. This is episode 13, Wake the Fuck Up. One of my favorite poems. I hope it speaks to you just how I hoped it would speak to me, past me. Something I needed to hear while I was still drinking. Wake the fuck up. (laughs) Right? Okay, well, before we get into that, I'd like to tell you, oh, yesterday was my 27th birthday. And I am so happy to say that I have my shit together. 27 years old, and I feel really solid in my life. I feel like the future is just unfolding at this, like, incredible rate. And... I'm exploring my creativity and my passion, and I get to sit here and talk to you and you listen, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for overcoming fear and just going for the things that I truly want, and that's what a lot of this poem is about too, and oh, we'll get into that, but yeah, yesterday, celebrated my birthday for the second time sober in my 20s. The second time. No champagne, no wine, no beer, no cheers. Just like, I woke up at 7.14am in the morning. Not hungover. Not hungover. I didn't have to work. I got up, I watched TV, I drank some delicious tea, I went for breakfast with a really good friend, and... I went to um, an escape room on White Avenue here in Edmonton, and uh, we sort of succeeded. I went with my sister and I, and I got in for free because it was my birthday. I also had a free Starbucks drink. Birthdays are the best. Um, There's a lot of shit you can get for free that uh, doesn't involve um, free drinks at the bar. Uh, Good memories that you'll keep (laughs) instead of forget. So... Yeah, they gave us a lot of clues at the escape room. We got stuck a lot. They gave us extra time. But they let us complete it. And that is really, you know, the most satisfying part is actually seeing it through. No matter how long it takes. Can I get a metaphor? (laughs) Okay. um, Yeah, same uh, announcements as always this time. Nothing new. Pick your poison. You can buy it on Amazon. It's going to be available as an ebook here shortly. I'll let you know some details about uh, pre-order when that comes to fruition. Should be very shortly. Fingers crossed. Um, on the 25th of October, Thursday, I'm going to be on Talk Recovery on the radio. I'm pumped. I have no idea what they're going to ask me. They're going to talk about Pick Your Poison. That's all I know. I've never been on the radio before. I'm, I'm excited. I think it'll be awesome. The people involved seem really, really cool. Um, I think they're part of some uh, a rehab facility in Vancouver um, called Last Door, lastdoor.org, I believe. Check it out. Um, yeah, uh, Whisper and Roar workshop shortly after that, November 10th in Seattle. Oh, I'm so pumped. Like, this is seriously my dream, you guys. Like, this facilitating a workshop where I get to do poetry and yoga for women in recovery. Oh, my God the dream, the actual dream. Um, So please come. Seattle, if you're in Seattle or want to come to Seattle, tickets are available on eventbrite.com, whisper and roar. And yeah, so without further ado, 
Hopefully my app on my Chromebook doesn't crash again. I literally actually just recorded this entire episode and it was flawless. And it feels weird to be saying the same things again and like being excited about telling the exact same story to my empty bedroom again. Uh, But that's what you got to do. Sometimes things crash and you just have to do it again. Just got to keep standing up, right? Fall down 10 times, stand up 11. All right, episode 13. Wake the fuck up. It's time. Right this goddamn second, it is time. You have to wake up. No more bleary 2 p.m. breakfasts. No more up until dawn. No more. Your parents are worried sick. Your friends feel helpless. Your sister hates when you cancel plans because you're sick. I bet she knows the truth. Eyes bloodshot and sunk to the bone. I don't care if you're scared. I don't care about maybe tomorrow or just one more. No. This stops now. You are going to have to begin before you're ready. Dry up before you drown, because no one else is going to catch you or help you get your feet back on the ground. Stop. Just stop. No more secrets. No more lies. This ends today. It's time. It's time. It's time. If you've been waiting for a sign, this is it. This is your wake-up call. I know it's scary. I know it's hard. But you have to do this. If you have been engaging in harmful, self-destructive behaviors... I know that you have a little voice inside your head telling you that what I'm telling you is right. This voice, my voice, on the other end of your headphones is right. You need to stop. And you need to stop now. You must start healing effective immediately. No more excuses. No more maybe tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. How many times have you told yourself that? I know I said that to myself every single day. Tomorrow is no different than today or yesterday. The only thing is that the shame and guilt is worse, and you've abused your body, mind, and soul just a little bit more. Every time you do the thing you wish you weren't doing, it gets harder to stop. The more you engage, the harder it gets. It just prolongs and makes it more difficult. The excuses flow more freely. How about this one? I'll quit after Jennifer's birthday party. Or, I'll quit after that trip to wine country, or after the holidays, or after this work get-together, after that conference weekend. There will always be another birthday, or Christmas, or vacation, or conference. These things do not stop coming when you stop drinking. And I say stop drinking so very much on purpose, because quitting drinking is a flawed statement. It implies that to quit killing yourself with a carcinogen neurotoxin, you somehow failed at killing yourself the socially acceptable amount. To stop putting alcohol in your body is not a failure. It is no way, in any shape or form, a failure. You are not less than. You are not broken. You are not weak. This is a substance that by design hooks you and does not let you go. To stop letting that into your body, into your mind, into your soul is the most vulnerable and courageous act I can think of. Anyone who stops their addictive behavior is a fucking hero to me. You are a warrior. I know you want freedom. Other people might not believe that you want freedom, but I know that you want freedom. I know you want it with every fiber of your entire being. I know you are scared shitless to live a life without alcohol or whatever your poison may be. I called this book Pick Your Poison because I truly believe that addictions are all the same. Sex, drugs, booze, social media, gaming, whatever it is. You know what? I shouldn't even put drugs and booze in different categories because alcohol is a drug. It is. 
why we keep putting into different boxes. I don't know why, but whatever your addiction poison is, if it steals your joy and it controls you and takes up your brain power, and most importantly, if you are using it as an escape from your emotions, it is a poison in your life. It is time for the anti-venom, folks, and that is you. Fear is powerful. It is. But I've learned that fear is actually how the universe talks to you. It's a mega sign that on the other side of that fear is something incredible, something mind-blowing. You've just got to stick through it and not let it deter you. When I googled how to get sober, well, actually I was searching it on Pinterest of all places, I saw a post that said, are you afraid to quit drinking? Um, hell fucking yes, I was afraid to quit drinking. I clicked on it, it took me to hip sobriety, and now I'm 18 months sober. That's all she wrote. One of my favorite quotes is actually from that Troll Hunter series on Netflix. Here it is. Never forget that fear is but the precursor to valor, and to strive and triumph in the face of fear is what it means to be a hero. Never forget that fear is but the precursor to valor, and to strive and triumph in the face of fear is what it means to be a hero. That one really stuck with me. It essentially means that fear comes before fearlessness. We have to face our fears in order to get to the other side where we will no longer be afraid. We will feel comfort in a place that once held terror. Honestly, I, I've i never regretted overcoming a fear. Have you? Seriously, every single time is a reward. It's peace and strength and such an overwhelming sense of self-accomplishment. That's what made me think so much about fear itself. What is its purpose? To hold us back from greatness? Why? None of the things I was afraid of were ever actually scary or dangerous or bad. They were amazing things. Like, take this podcast. At first, when the thought came to me, well, really, my friend told me I should do it, and it seemed crazy and terrifying and not something I could do. But then I started to explore the fear of it. Why did it scare me? Was I worried that no one would like it? Sure. Was I scared that everything had been done before and I have nothing to say or contribute and I'd just be one more voice out there repeating the same thing in a sea of droning voices? Absolutely. And that's where it could have ended. But that little voice inside my head, the same one that told me to get sober, was telling me to fuck the fear I was allowing to hold me back and just do the damn thing. You know what? I actually really like the sound of my own voice when I listen back to these. Didn't expect that. I thought that I would be picking apart every word, every sentence, every pause. I thought it was going to be a nightmare. But it's not. I love it. I love myself. I have a radical self-love practice, and it's showing. This content also has never been covered, because these poems are my own, and that makes me an expert in them. This is my own little niche. I knew I wanted to work in recovery, and I already had Pick Your Poison, so it's like peanut butter and jelly, right? Just stick them together, you got a sandwich. See, that's the most ridiculous sentence I've ever said, (laughs) and instead of judging myself for it, stopping, re-recording, editing, I'm just going to leave it. Peanut butter jelly time. (sighs) All right. Yeah, exactly. That's, here we are. Me in my bedroom. You in yours. You in your car. Walking outside. I don't know. I'm just here trying to not let this sound too echoey. And 
you're somewhere hopefully taking this to heart. I wrote this poem because it's exactly what I needed to hear when I was still drinking. I could have used someone to call me on my bullshit excuses and implore me to just stop already. Oh my god, and now I've knocked my mic over. Okay, there we go. <sighs> yeah, I wrote this in reflection of some really low points that I allude to in the poem. For one of them, for too long, I was staying up all night, you know, up until dawn. Seriously, sometimes until the sun rose, and oh my god, I cannot tell you the shame that slammed into me when that sky started to lighten. It was if all the horrible shit I was doing to myself was illuminated and caught by the sun. I couldn't hide. I'd been had. I would sneak into bed and pray that my boyfriend didn't know that I'd only just snuck in there moments before he'd get up for work. So many mornings, I'd wake up still drunk in the afternoon. The afternoon! Due to the amount I was drinking the night before. I don't think my liver could keep up by the end. I was staying drunk for way longer than I used to. I don't think it could metabolize it. I don't know if that's even a thing, but that's what I think. But hey, Chardonnay saves the day, right? So, you know. I woke up one day. I was supposed to be picking up my dad from treatment, but of course I woke up way too drunk to drive. I texted my sister. I begged her to do it for me, go pick him up, and I told her it was because I was sick. The guilt from that one. Seriously, I was so grateful that she was able to do it. I don't know what I would have done if she couldn't. It was a huge inconvenience for her. She doesn't even live in the city. And she did it. I always wondered if she knew the truth. I knew the truth. I knew the night before, as I was putting back drink after drink, alone, in the cover of night. Uh, I knew I would be drunk when I woke up. I knew if I didn't stop, I'd be drunk. But I did it anyway. During this time in my addiction, too, I was waking up drunk on days I knew I had appointments. Places I had to be. I would have to call an Uber to get to my nail salon. Something that was supposed to be fun, you know, carefree, self-care, get my nails done. It was such a struggle. I was so thirsty and my head was pounding, my stomach was twisting. I like, chugged back that delicious tea that they had that was supposed to make your skin look good. Like, I don't know, but I needed like 500 gallons of it to feel okay. Even though I only got one cup. I can't tell you how incredibly blessed I feel to be out of that cycle. And you can be too. In hip sobriety school, the first mantra we're given is, I start before I'm ready. And I know you don't feel ready. And that's the thing with this. You will never feel ready. You will never, ever, ever, ever feel ready. You have to stop waiting for that day. Despite your fear, you must begin. Despite your excuses, you must begin. It's time. Right this goddamn second, it's time. You have to wake up. No more bleary 2 p.m. breakfasts. No more up until dawn. No more. Your parents are worried sick. Your friends feel helpless. Your sister hates when you cancel plans because you're sick. But I bet she knows the truth. Eyes bloodshot and sunk to the bone. I don't care if you're scared. I don't care about maybe tomorrow or just one more. No, this stops now. You're going to have to begin before you're ready. Dry up before you drown. Because no one else is going to catch you or help you get your feet back on the ground. Stop. Just stop. No more secrets. No more lies. This ends today. 
It's time. It's time. It's time.